Welcome to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. Today's message was originally preached on Sunday, April 18th by Pastor Rod Heffel. Today's message is entitled, Navigating COVID as Christians. Check out sardisfellowship.com for more information about our church. A few weeks ago, our staff were meeting for a time of prayer on Wednesday morning, as we always do. And by the way, if you ever have a prayer request that you would like our staff to pray for, just contact Pastor Tim. He oversees our care ministry, and he'll make sure that the staff gets that prayer. We also have prayer teams, people out there who are willing to pray. And you may want that as an option as well. So let Pastor Tim know if you want it for the staff, the prayer team, or for both. Well, out of this meeting, we were sharing about how we were all feeling frustrated and even overwhelmed by COVID, uh, just the various pressures um, that we all feel as we're going through this. And after we had a time to kind of talk about it and process it, we came to a much better place in our own thinking. And we thought, man, how key it is to note uh, God's grace in our own lives that sustains us, that helps us in our time of need, and also is the grace uh, that we focus on in, in order to share the light of Christ to anyone else around us. It is God's grace that empowers us to do that. So coming out of that conversation, Pastor Rob and I, we wanted to take a couple of weeks to kind of talk honestly about navigating COVID as a Christian. So we're going to do that this Sunday and next Sunday. But I want you to notice a couple of things about this title. One thing is note that we're not saying how to navigate COVID. That would be a very short message. I would just simply say, I don't know, and uh, we could all go home. The focus of the title is on the fact that we are Christians and we are navigating COVID. Like one way or another, we are all doing this. But the emphasis here is on the part of being a Christian. How should we as Christians be living as we go through COVID? Should there be something about my attitude and my actions and my speech that is guided by the fact that I am a Christ follower? As someone who is following Jesus and seeking to be centered in Christ, what should my focus be on while we're going through COVID? That's kind of where I want us to go today. Now, I want to ask you another question, but uh, please don't answer this out loud. Maybe just think of your answer in your, own, in your own mind. So what is the first emotion that comes to mind when you hear the words COVID-19? Yeah, it's probably a good thing. I actually told you ahead of time not to answer that out loud. But we have these emotions, right? And I think that here are some of the ones that most of us have been experiencing. They're pretty common to most people, whether you're a Christian or not, as we're going through this. Frustration, anger, loneliness, sadness, grief, hopelessness, tiredness. And of course, there's varying degrees to which you may be feeling these kinds of emotions. As Pastor Rob Schaff says, none of us are at our best these days, which translates to, therefore, we need to show a bit more grace to one another. I want to pause for a moment and say that it's okay to lament the times in which we're living through. It's okay to grieve the frustration, to grieve the hurt, to grieve the loss that COVID has brought on us. You know, to grieve the lack of, of community and emotional support that we normally would get through that. To grieve the loss of a loved one and the ability to gather in community to support the family and each other. To grieve the loss of freedoms. To grieve the loss of income or a business or a livelihood. To grieve the loss of health. To grieve the loss of all that feels good and right about living in society. 
And then on top of all of these kinds of feelings that we all have, there's also that sense of frustration of the back and forth of what we can do and what we can't do. And when we hope that we will be able to do that again, you know, the cases go down and we think, yay, we're winning. The vaccines are coming out. Yay, we're winning. But then the cases go back up and we need a circuit breaker lockdown um, or the new kid on the block, the variants, right? And what does that really mean? And it sounds like maybe they're worse than COVID-19 a year ago. And so we hear things like, yes, you can meet indoors for Easter. And then three, four days later, oh, wait, no, you can't. So there's the up and the down and the back and the forth. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. A word picture that comes to mind for me is that of the old-fashioned clothes ringer. Um, you might, probably you've seen pictures of this, and some of you actually maybe used to use one of these old washing machines or ringers for drying out your clothes. The idea is you would feed a wet piece of clothing through one side of the rollers that then tightly squeezed together and would wring out the water. It speeds up the process for drying the clothing. Now, living through COVID, can feel like you are being put through the ringer. You've probably heard that term. And by the way, this week I learned that the rollers on that ringer were called mangles. Mangles. Because if you were to get your hand too close to the roller, it could go through and you would mangle your hand. So COVID is the mangle. And when we're run through it, uh, the question is what comes out? And you get it, right? In the hard times, sometimes good stuff doesn't come out. Now I have another illustration. Um, Another illustration that kind of, to me, speaks about what COVID is doing. Back in high school, I was in metalwork class and I got to work in what was like a forge or a foundry. We had a hot furnace there. It was designed to heat up metal in a pot, in a, in a crucible, so that then you could reshape it. You could, in this case, take aluminum, melt it down, make it a liquid, and then pour it into a cast to shape something new, a new item. My buddy and I, we were trying to cast Mickey Thompson valve covers uh, made out of aluminum because we wanted to sell them and make money. Like, don't you think maybe just maybe Mickey Thompson would send a little lawsuit our way? We were just a couple of knuckleheads having fun trying to make some money. We did this for six months. And you know what? We never got it to work, not even once. At any rate, the process is very cool of how you do this. You take aluminum and you heat it up in the pot, in the crucible, and it begins to melt. It liquefies. It looks a lot like what your butter looks like when you melt it to put on your popcorn. And you can see all of the imperfections starting to float to the top. And then you take this long spoon and you skim off all of that impurities off the top and you're left with this pure aluminum. It's shiny and it's, it's good. It's pure, right? And you pour it into whatever cast to make something new, like replicating Mickey Thompson valve covers, which just simply doesn't work. COVID is that furnace. And we are that aluminum in the crucible. And when the heat is on, we know that there are things that surface and it's not usually our best. So we're all going through this right now. We're being put through the ringer and we are in the crucible. Today's message is not coming from a place of how good I am about living through COVID. I'm not. I'll be the first to admit it. I share with you all of the same kinds of emotions and frustrations that you probably are going through as well. There, there's moments of outbursts of irrational logic just to help get it off my chest. There are times, moments, thinking that COVID's nothing. For crying out loud, it's not a big deal. This is ridiculous. To realizing that people are dying 
And there are people that are now living with long-term health concerns, maybe forever for the rest of their lives. There's moments of thinking she's just out to get us, to moments of thinking, I would never want her job and you could not pay me enough to be the provincial health officer of British Columbia. And quite frankly, that's in your best public health interest. But seriously, like how much money would you need to be paid in order to be in leadership in the province of British Columbia these days? No, thank you. I think it's hard for any of us to maintain a healthy perspective when we don't see the whole picture. That's why I think we need these two weeks to talk about not losing our focus on why God has us here. He has a plan and purpose for us. And as your lead pastor, I want to do my best in helping to lead this congregation through this exceedingly difficult time. And I know I'm not the only one leading, but a couple of years ago, you did vote me in to be your lead pastor. And so I'm here. You're stuck with me. Navigating COVID as a Christian means we can't lose sight of our mission. But how do you do that when you just can't see clearly what's ahead? So... One last illustration before I take us to hear God's voice from God's word today. Have you ever been up in a helicopter or a small airplane? If you have, you know that it's a different perspective than being on the ground or being in a commercial airliner at like 35,000 feet. And, and here's what I mean. You're, you're close enough to the ground that you can still see the houses and the roads, the cars and the trucks, and you can even see people walking around. But you're also high enough to be able to see what's ahead where a person on the ground just can't see that. They don't have that perspective. So if a person were in a car on the highway, stuck behind a semi-truck, they wouldn't be able to see why the truck was stopped. But if you're in a helicopter, you can see that just ahead of the truck, there's been a car accident. Now, the person in the car may start to get frustrated at the truck. I mean, it stopped. Why is the truck stopped? They start honking their horn or maybe even get so fed up that they, they pull out to try to pass the truck only to realize, oh, there's a bigger problem just ahead. Well, I kind of feel like we are that car behind that truck with COVID. We're, we're stuck. And, and I'm not at the 5,000 feet to have a better perspective on what's causing the problem. And while there may be some who are a little higher up and have a little better perspective than me, no one has a clear view of the landscape. I mean, the entire human race is stuck behind that big truck that is blocking their view. We just can't see clearly yet. Now, I know that I've taken a long time on this introduction, but I've done it because I want to be realistic about what most of us are facing, at least to some degree. I want us to feel our need today to hear God's message. I believe that God wants us as his children to be challenged today to not lose our focus, to not give up on why he has us here for such a time as this. I believe we all share in the challenge of trying to keep our minds clear, our hearts soft and centered in Christ, that our eyes are stayed on Jesus. And, and as your pastor, what I'm concerned about is your spiritual well-being to not lose perspective on your calling. We are the people of God called out to be something. And that something is a witness to be the salt and light of Jesus Christ in our world, in a world that lives without eternal hope. That's our collective calling, that Christ died for that. That's our mission now that we're to live out. Our mission here is not my job, uh, my income, or building my little empire on earth. 
It's not about getting as much out of this life as I can before I die, nor is it to prove that I'm right and you're wrong, a kind of attitude that says, well, so good for me, but not for you, too bad for you. No, our mission on earth is to extend the love and grace of Jesus Christ to those around us in the same way that the love and grace of Jesus Christ was extended to me and you. Why? What's our goal? That those who do not yet know Jesus would have that experience, that saving grace of Jesus Christ in their own life. So that's our goal of why we would want to live like that. Our mission is to love the Lord our God with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourselves. The outcome of loving God is loving people to Jesus. That, that, you can't break that up. You love God, you will love people. I, I want you to say this phrase with me. My mission is loving people to Jesus. Can you say that? I kind of heard you. That, that's what it means to make disciples of all nations. We talk a lot about that. It's exactly why Pastor Tim last week was spurring us on. He said, you know, there's this battle of the will that we have, God's will and our will. And Tim challenged us to be just a little bit more courageous in sharing our faith with others. Of course, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we're asking God to add his super to our natural. Maybe you remember him talking about that. It comes out of Matthew 28, what we call the Great Commission. It says, Then Jesus came to them, the disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples, or as you are going, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I command you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And to that I say, praise the Lord. So the mission hasn't changed and Jesus is still here. A person comes to Christ in faith, they become a disciple. And then early on in their faith journey, they're baptized. It's like a first step of obedience, which then leads to further steps of obedience as they learn about who Jesus is and what he taught. That's the whole process that we see here in making disciples. So what I want us to think about today is this. What is it that comes to the forefront of my mind when I think about navigating COVID as a Christian? Is it like survival? Like I, I just want to hunker down and hope we make it through? Or, or is it to defend territory and say, I claim my rights as a Canadian citizen? Or do we as Christians have a higher calling that we know that we are to be on mission, loving people to Jesus no matter what happens? When it comes to challenging the church in Colossae, Paul had some words for them about how they were to reach out to their community around them. So this is Colossians, Colossians 4, verse 5 and 6. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, Paul understood through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit these truths, and he gives these instructions to the church. First, he gives instructions on how the church should be living with each other, in the family, in the workplace. But here he's talking about outsiders. Uh, he's instructing them um, how to live in such a way as to win an audience with outsiders, like non-believing neighbors. Um, you know, people at this point that have not yet put their faith in Christ, but maybe soon they will. So... This instruction that Paul gives is completely rooted in their faith in Jesus. Jesus is their Savior. Jesus is their Lord. Jesus has modeled what it looks like to live like this. Colossians 3 starts off by saying, Since then you've been raised with Christ, we have. 
Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated. Set at the right hand of God, pardon me. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. You know, our vision statement at Sardis Fellowship starts off by saying we are centered in Christ. Um, that, that's what it's saying here. You're to set your hearts, you're to set your minds on Christ. Your, your lives are hidden with Christ in God. Paul goes on to say in verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. First of all, he says, know that you have been chosen to be on God's team. And you're holy. That means that you're set apart. For what? Well, you're set apart to do God's will. Therefore, put on your new spiritual clothing that you have in Christ Jesus. Compassion, humility, gentleness, patience. These are the things that are the fruit of the Spirit, right? And forgive others as you've been forgiven by Christ. And don't forget. Don't forget the most important, all-encompassing virtue of all of these ones, which is love. Love binds all these virtues together, which means if there is love, all of these virtues have value. And if there is no love, then these other virtues will not ring true. They're empty, right? And Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 13. Without love, it's just like a clanging gong. So understanding that our mission comes from being hidden in Christ. Now, let's go back to verse uh, 5 and 6 of chapter 4 and look at this idea of looking towards outsiders to be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Well, why? So that you may know how to answer everyone. Well, why? So that they too can come to know the saving love of Jesus for themselves. That's the goal. So Paul's focus is for us to look outward to those who are not yet a part of the church, of the, the family of God. It, it could be a family member in your home or family, extended family, a neighbor, a friend, a stranger, it doesn't matter. If a person doesn't know yet Christ, Paul wants us to look outward. Navigating COVID as a Christian means I'm going to look outwards to those around me that do not yet know Jesus. And I'm going to do that by seeking to act wisely towards them. Now this takes wisdom because we don't always know what to do, right? But if the goal is to love that person to Jesus, then, then you will want to act wisely. You will want to make the most of every opportunity. You will want to buy up that moment, meaning you want to take advantage of it rather than to let it slip by. But what exactly does that look like? Again, like Pastor Tim said last week when he was talking about that illustration of sharing his faith, it's very difficult. You're in a conversation, you're kind of quietly praying, asking the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom and direction, to open a door in the conversation, to share about Jesus, the good news of Christ and why he came and and while I don't know for sure exactly how that should go down, what I do know for sure is that if you're not acting wisely towards outsiders, you won't even be given the opportunity to share that message. Paul says, let your conversation be full of grace and seasoned with salt. Now that's pretty descriptive language, right? Full means like saturated. Full of grace is not just a tone of voice, although that helps, but it's a genuineness to listening to the other person to understand. You know how it goes, sometimes we jump in and just we're trying to make our point and it really lacks grace because we're not hearing their heart. And at that point, we're not being gracious. We're just kind of being argumentative. 
No one likes that approach because it doesn't feel sincere. A person doesn't feel like they've been heard or cared for for not truly listening. One commentator put it like this, only when we listen well can we even hope to speak graciously, respecting and accepting what others feel, okay, the feelings of others. Paul says, let your conversation be full of grace always. And that's a pretty high calling when it's always, right? And lastly, he says, let it be seasoned with salt. We know that salt is a preservative, it's a purifier, and it's also for flavor. All of those have a positive aspect. Paul is saying, let your grace-filled speech have a positive effect on people, leaving them with a desire for more. So here's a question. When you have a conversation with someone who's an outsider, who does not yet know Jesus, after you're done with that conversation, are you, are you leaving them with that sense of wanting more? Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Sardis Fellowship, let's not lose our focus during COVID of being on mission for Jesus. Let's walk in wisdom and let's talk with grace to those that God has placed in our lives. Remember this, my mission is to love people to Jesus by walking in wisdom and talking with grace. I want to close today's message by reading Peter's words on this in 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. You know, we, may not, we might not be able to answer every question a person has, but we should be able to answer every time the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And I hope that frees you up to be a little more bold this week, to talk to those that God has placed in your life, filled with grace, but talk with them about the hope that you have. And may God lead you by his Holy Spirit to those moments. I'd like to lead us in prayer. Father, as we think about the times in which we're living, they're difficult. There's so many different emotions that we have and we don't really know at times where truth lies or what might be the best way to do this or that and it can become very frustrating. There are many amongst us who are grieving. There are those who have lost loved ones and have not been able to grieve in community as we normally would as we think again of Bill's passing and we pray for Eileen and her family again. And Lord, there's many other situations too. There are neighbors around us, people who are in our lives. They too are hurting. And it might be our opportunity as ones who have hope for this life and eternity to just offer a word of encouragement to those around us, to be full of grace, to our, that our conversation would be seasoned with salt, that people would desire to know more about the hope and the joy that we have because of Jesus in our lives. So empower us and lead us. Open doors of opportunity even this week, that we might be able to share with those that you've put in our lives. I ask this in the name of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. Here's today's discussion questions that I want you to talk about. Take a moment and reflect on what you have found most difficult about COVID. And have you let yourself grieve that yet? Secondly, during COVID, have you found the walk part of your faith or the talk part of your faith more difficult? And why do you think that is? And lastly, are there ways in which you have been looking outwards to those around you who need Jesus? And if so, share how you've been doing that. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. For more information on Sardis Fellowship, please check out sardisfellowship.com.